This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you ever been betrayed by Google Maps? Have you ever plugged your destination into the Google Maps and ended up somewhere you did not belong? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer. Hi. Bradley, why are we asking people if they've ever been done wrong by Google? Because this guy uh, was done wrong by Google right here in our own backyard. And in fact, you probably saw the story in the Star Tribune. If you didn't, uh, wait for it. So at least that's the excuse he gave was that it was Google. I mean, I kind of feel like there sometimes there's user error. Well, you decide. Okay. A man was making his way back to his hotel in downtown Minneapolis around 3 a.m. on Saturday morning. Okay. When he tried to do so by crossing the icy Mississippi River. I know that river. Near the Stone Arch Bridge. Mm-hmm. And of course, because it's a swift moving body of water, while it was crusted with icy bits, he fell partly through that ice and uh, fire crews had to rescue him. Now, what's interesting about this, the spokesperson for the Minneapolis Fire Department, Brian Tyner, um, said that the guy told crew, the crew uh, who rescued him, that his Google Maps had directed him to cross the river. So you know how like when you you go to your Google Maps, Mm -hmm. you type in like, I don't know, let's say what hotel is downtown, the Hilton. Mm -hmm. And you're on the other side of the river Mm -hmm. and it says, you know, cross river. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you know this, but they have these things called bridges. I've seen them before. And one in particular called the Stone Arch Bridge was nearby. And so the fire department spokesperson said, I think perhaps this guy misinterpreted the direction and should have just crossed the Stone Arch Bridge. I don't think cross the river. Google Maps actually meant ford the river okay so i have just like a lot of thoughts happening all at once i do want to tell you before you have your thoughts out loud uh that the man because people are like he fell through the ice in the river is he alive yes he's alive at least he was as of the publishing of this story a couple days ago the man was visiting from out of state and uh, did suffer a mild case of hypothermia. So he was a stranger to our shores. Yes. So here's one of the things I was going to say is if you're not from the state of Minnesota or a state near the state of Minnesota, I think sometimes I know that this I'm like (laughs) making an excuse for him, but I think that sometimes people don't realize that you can't just walk across all ice. 
So it oh, is entirely sure. possible that in his mind it was like, well, there's a bridge right there, but I or I could just walk across this ice and not really realize the but power in there. Of the I mean, at 3 a.m. in the dark of night. I also wonder if maybe foreign... some Chardonnay didn't play a part in this. Yeah. Okay. Some Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I hope not because, <laughs> because the, I just, I don't want to be mean because again, visitor, mm-hmm. you don't know this per. but I'm trying to paint the picture that does not involve whiskey shots. Right. That just really is Google telling you to cross the river. Well, Google said to cross the yeah. river. Three but in I, the morning. But yeah. who can't relate to using Google and being like, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to the right place. Uh, 651-641-1071. Has Google ever led you astray? We've got Benjamin on the line. Benjamin, have you ever been led astray by Google? I have <laughs> several times. Tell us about it. All right. So I work for a, a large utility in the metro area. Okay. Um, and so it puts me in a lot of different areas. But every time I try to get to a particular gas station that rhymes with Molliday, mm. um, it sends me into a cul-de-sac when I'm in the Newport area. Oh, weird. weird. Yep. That every is so time. bizarre. And is there, I don't know, I'm not familiar enough with it. Like, could you, is there a way to like report on the app? Like, hey, this is like, wrong. Can you call Google? I don't know, because you can report accidents, right? Right, now you can. Yep. So oh, that's I'm not so sure, bizarre. I haven't tried. And it's the same holiday that you, that is in the same cul-de-sac that you can't get to? Yep. And can you see a holiday from anywhere in that cul-de-sac? Sorry, Molliday. No, it's nowhere near there. <laughs> That's so bizarre. That's crazy. Yeah, I you wonder. It. It's just like a glitch in the system. Thank you. Thanks, Benjamin. Um, I've had, yeah, I've had that happen before, though, where I'm looking for something and I'm and it's led me. I can't think of a specific story, but like it's led me to somewhere where that place wouldn't even be. Well, I do this thing, so I don't know about you, but my. Uh, Google Maps, but lately I've been using the Waze, but it really doesn't matter which system you mm-hmm. use, right? But I use it through my car's uh, th- system and I, nine times out of ten, before I just press the button and go, I will back out or like z- zoom out to see where it's having yeah. me go because sometimes don't you get the impression you're like I'm just not so sure I trust you to know where I'm going right. because maybe I put in like Blaine Circle and they think I'm talking about you know, Blaine Circle in Nebraska. And right. two hours later, I'm, you know, south on 35W near Des Moines. I will say, two hours, but you know what I mean? This is my game with the map apps. I shouldn't say this aloud, but I'm not the only one who does this. I always pay attention to my arrival time and then try to beat that. Oh, who doesn't do that? Okay, good. I just want to yeah, make sure you want to shave off a couple minutes anyway. Yeah. So I'm, and I, so I have like, I'd like to, it's, and like, I think the most I've ever beaten it by is like seven minutes. I'm very proud Not that of that. you're keeping track, clearly. No, that would be seven minutes. Weird. What does that mean, though? That means you must have either gone your own way or you sped like a demon. Or, you know, yes, I maybe a combination of both. But I, I will always say that the closer you get to your destination, the faster those minutes shave off. Yeah. Especially well, yeah, if, if it's a lights. long trip. Yeah. Well, usually if there's a lot of lights, you can right. shave off time. This is sad. Or if when you start, there was a traffic jam and that's cleared up by the time you get to that place. I'm just saying. 
got experience. Did you know, um, did we have this conversation on the show about people walking around? We did with people walking around with like a, a wagon of iPhones to create yes. traffic. Because there was an artist who did this to yeah. try to create a traffic jam. And I didn't realize that the Maps. way they judged traffic was by the number of phones <laughs> that are in the area. Isn't that interesting? Which is bizarre. Let's go to the phones. Alex is on the line. Hi, Alex. Have you ever been Hi. led astray by Google? Um, yes. I was in my vehicle driving my friends around, and I remember it telling me to make an illegal U-turn. Ooh. Now, and I've, I looked at my friends, and I'm like, did they just say that? Oh, it <laughs> actually it said, again. do illegal U-turn? It, it literally said an illegal U-turn. Oh, my God, that's did hilarious. That's like five years ago. Hilarious. But. I hope I'm you so did it. Serious. And then, did it like five other times, and I'm like, we get pulled over. Google saying to do it, right? Exactly. I feel like you—that's your defense, right there. Google told me to. Thank- I'm like, um, they're like, how are you going to tell the cops? I'm like, I'll tell the cop to take my phone, and you do it. <laughs> like, what Thanks. else are you supposed to do? Exactly. It, was in, uh, it was going to the Edina Mall. Mm. Oh yes. All right. Yep. Thank you, Thanks. Alex. Um, okay, well, either trust Google or don't, but do so at your own peril. Yeah, I kind of feel like uh, don't break the law. Also, just don't try to walk across the Mississippi River on the ice. I mean, I also wonder, like, did he have to walk down? I mean, like, there's not a lot of, like, here, walk into the river areas. No. So it he had like... to be, be bopping around. Yeah. You know. Oh, he was bebopping. Also, did he not see like the rapids? I mean, you have to, presumably, it's not a big sheet of ice covering the river at this point. But at 3 a.m., I don't know. See, I don't, I, I, I give him the benefit of the doubt from not, for not being from here, you might not realize that you can't just walk across every body of water because it's frozen. But who thinks they can walk across bodies of water in the dark anyway? There might be a guy. There's probably a handful. Seriously. Don't ever walk on ice, period. I mean, there I understand that, but you're taking life your life like in your own hand. We we live our lives that way, but yeah. not everybody does. Which and is why they fall through the ice. Okay. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I wasn't here on Friday. Uh you maybe didn't notice. That's fine. Um, but I was busy doing something kind of cool that I wanted to share with you guys. Uh it's a, it was a little dealy bob at my school, uh, and it had to do with Kanye West. Mm-hmm. And it was an academic conversation. And I'm going to tell you about it when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Yay. show on My Talk 1071. Okay, so I uh, wasn't here on Friday. I know you guys know that, Bradley and Holly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was doing something pretty cool, and I know you guys kind of were curious about what what came of it. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Um, and for people who don't know, I am a part-time student. Part-time. Uh, at, exactly. At a local at the seminary, at Luther Seminary. And uh one of the things that came up in one of my theology classes was um Kanye West. Which, which seems a little unusual. Was super exciting for me. And you'd be surprised at how often I am able to marry the two worlds 
of religious studies and pop culture. But specifically, how did Kanye come up? So uh, the way it all began was we were talking about uh, oh geez now I can't even remember images of atonement. I think we were looking at art pieces. Um, it do, that it doesn't that's not important except for that a picture of Kanye West from a Rolling Stone magazine in 2005 okay. was put up on uh, the slide, the slideshow. And that, that photograph from the cover of Rolling Stone was of Kanye West wearing the, a crown of thorns, which is sort of a religious image uh, having to do with Jesus Christ. And this was around the time that Kanye was uh, calling himself Jesus. And uh, our professor kind of made a note of of where Kanye is now and how Kanye is sort of turning a spotlight with his Sunday services and um, his his sort of, I don't know, his conversion experience. Well, he seems to have some newfound religiosity, and we talked a lot about it on our show as it became apparent that he was wearing a bunch of, you know, sort of things that gave people indications that he was dabbling in religion in a way he hadn't as part of his career before. Right, exactly. And so we did, so it was sort of between myself and this professor, we we talked about how important the conversations are um, and what an interesting thing. And the reason why I'm fascinated by it is because if Kanye West is going to be like the leader, he certainly is a leader, right? He's a, he's a public face and people do look to him. You may not look to him. I'm saying that the global, you may not look to him for your, um, to help you sort out your belief systems, but there are people who do. And so if that is the voice that we are hearing right now, what does that mean? And, and, you know, we can have a conversation about whether that feels authentic, whether it feels safe, whether it feels like the image of religion that people are comfortable with. So this professor said, why don't we have a symposium, an academic forum where um, presenters will present some research mm-hmm. about Kanye West and what he's doing and what this means for us. So there were like six presenters. Uh, I was one of them. I started with just kind of giving people the nuts and bolts of Kanye West and who he is and some of the big life moments that he has had that have defined so, him. Just to clarify for people who may not um, be able to picture how this all goes down. Mm-hmm. What's a symposium and like, what does that like, like look like? In academia? So like, so presenters have done some sort of research, often a paper or some other such um, form of research. And then you present to a group based on what you have researched. And then, then there's a conversation that follows that. And then you move so on to the next person. There were how many speakers? Six speakers? Six, I think there were. So us. each person is coming with like a different facet. Yep, pretty much. And so like I started with just the nuts and bolts. Who's Kanye? What has he been through in his life? How did he get where he is? What is the rise of Jesus? Um, there were two musicians, who, one of whom is incredibly popular in Christian circles. He's a rapper named Agape who works at the school. Uh, he and another presenter who's also a musician talked about the contribution another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of slash talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. To music, we had um, somebody who's a philosophy student talking about um, kind of relating Kanye West to Kierkegaard and uh, beauty and art. Uh, we had a student from um, Kenya talking about how what's going on in Kenya right now and how Kanye West is affecting faith in, in Kenyan youth. And then we had uh, another MDiv student, Masters of Divinity student, who presented on prosperity gospel and what Kanye means to the prosperity gospel. And then we had vibrant conversations in between. So are people asking questions throughout, or is it like mm-hmm. you sit there and wait for everybody to talk, and then you have questions? So you do a talk, and then everybody talks together as a group, and there, sometimes it gets contentious, and sometimes it gets... The, the, but what's so interesting about it is that you don't leave... In fact, I expected to leave with some sort of like definite thought, like here's where I come down on that. Um, and I don't I my thought changed based on the lens that we were looking at it through. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really cool about an academic forum like that is that there oftentimes you're not coming with like a present a presented answer about about a situation. Yeah, you're, you're look, pondering. It's like something. you're putting something in, in the middle of the room and we're all walking around it and looking at it and trying to figure out what it means. Um, and I don't know if everybody walked away with, uh, but it certainly was a no, fun exercise yeah. and it was really interesting. And um, I wish that I could share it all with you, but I think you'd be bored Great and book. it would have been six hours or long. Or you could have a symposium for us. In the I, think I, just, I think it's the best I can do. I think I just did it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some ce- uh, celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. D-bags. And we're going to tell you about them after this on my talk. One Oh seven one. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Oh, wow. And uh, we have a name for those celebrities that behave badly, and that name is D Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Uh, Candle Jenner. Candle Jenner? What? Mm. Kendall. Oh. And honestly, good candle it's Kendall. Candle Jenner. Um, Kendall's candles. Kendall Jenner is my D-bag, but honestly, I, I think all the Jenners would be my D-bag for the same reason, because I bet that they'd all agree with her. I read this headline in Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller. Kendall Jenner believes Northwest, who, by the way, is six years of age, is poised to become a fashion icon. Okay. And this actually, no, you know what? I am actually prepared to make the whole Kardashian family my D-bag for this, because this is a thing, this is a symptom of a greater illness that I've seen running rampant through the Kardashians, which is ascribing some sort of future power to the children without allowing them to just become who they are. Because now there is in print Northwest poised to become a fashion icon at the age of six. I will tell you by looking at um, Northwest, 
Northwest is doing what all six-year-olds who are allowed to dress themselves do. And that is expressing herself through the clothing that she wears. Yeah, but you don't understand. I mean, she's really special. Uh huh. No, I do understand. She is special. She's as special as but all the other six year olds of fashion in a way that is very unique. Yes. So did my daughter when she would wear sixty two necklaces from her deceased great grandmother. That was fashion sense. It was also a six year old being a six year old. And I think about what happens when you tease that out when 16-year-old Northwest is like, maybe I'm not as into fashion as you guys are telling me I am. She's now been defined by this. And the same goes for little Stormy Stormy Webster. Weber? Webster. 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 Sorry, little Stormy Webster. That's a grill that I have, my Stormy Stormy Webster. Just bring it right outside. Stormy Webber. Little Stormy Webster, who's told repeatedly that she is interested in makeup. She's 18 months old. Okay, um, can I go back to North? Mm -hmm. Please. North is six? Six years old. Why is she wearing a nose ring? Mm. So that's actually, she's been uh, taken down for that before. It's not real. I don't care. Okay. I mean, I'm, (laughs) I'm not judging. I'm just saying, like, it's so weird to me that they are allowing their child to dress like an adult in a way that just adds fuel to what I think you're pointing out. Right. Which is this child is defining herself before she's even able, or the child is being defined for herself Mm -hmm. before she's able to define herself. Right. Because where did she come up with that nose ring? You think she just was like, I mean, I don't know. Well, we did wear stick-on earrings back in the day. 100%. And I used to wear fake braces all the time. And who didn't put finger, uh, or uh, whatchamacallit, paper clips on their fingernails mm-hmm. to act like they had fingernails. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all did dumb things, but at some point your parents would not let you go to Joel Osteen's morning service at Lakewood church in Houston, Texas on November 17th of 2009 with the septum ring. Mm-hmm. That's true. They would say, take it out. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's, that's very true. I, I just think it's, I, what I, I understand what they're doing. I think from, for their own, from their own kind of selfish standpoint, which is, positioning themselves as a family as the style icons and that means like pulling the the grandchildren into the fold but i ju- the thing that makes me worried is that i find it to be kind of damaging to be pigeonholing yeah, six, this the six child, what if she wants to be an accountant i know, we've talked about that before sacks. yeah what if she wants to what if she doesn't want what if she wants to just wear target sweats like the rest of us do and she doesn't want to have to go out and be a fashion icon she just wants she to be does. comfortable you don't know see this is what people don't understand mm-hmm. they think that we're like forcing uh, north to do this when she arrived at this on her own mm. well guess what? what can i point out mm-hmm. Look, I am not a parent, but I'm having an opinion, so I don't care. You get to have those. No, I know. I'm not. I'm not uh, taking issue with you, but I can hear. I will uh, anoint you as uh, representative of the parents oh, of the world. Thank you. I'm going to use that power. You get to have an opinion. Uh, but the only reason she is only being creative with the things that are around her, and the only things that are around her, the only way that a woman can define herself are the, the ways that her mother has defined her own womanhood. Mm-hmm. Which, that's how, like, that's this whole thing that people do when they're like, but she loves Barbies. She's always, no, she just always picked up the Barbies. No, that's all the child had, and that's how that 
manifested mm-hmm. itself. She might want to, you know, like she might be a different person who's trying to please her parents. Right. And that is a horrible thing that you are locking in for the rest of that child's life. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you're telling yourself some story about how actually good you are as a parent because you're innate, you know, you're like you're encouraging her creativity. You don't know. And that child don't know. And she don't know at six. And guess what? She might not know at 16. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're a parent that maybe you would want to give your ch- the child as much leeway, like if you're really being a permissive creative parent, to explore things that are uncomfortable, explore things that don't make sense, explore things that you don't rush to. Yeah. Like just because you rush to this pile of clothes doesn't mean you don't have an interest in or don't wouldn't value some education from another pile. Not that I think that uh, I don't parenting rant and I love it and I and I don't disagree with it at all. And I I hate that I don't mean to make excuses for the Kardashians, but I think that the bigger damaging thing is that the Kardashians of how they view themselves. Yes, because they view themselves as a brand and then that gets passed down to the children, and that is kind of the yeah, overarching that's what I'm saying. damaging like, she thing. She is looking at her mom and thinking that is what a woman is. Mm-hmm. Your whole existence. We all have done that with yeah. our parents, sure. right? Absolutely. And then at some point, we had to unlearn it. But guess what? It was way easier for you to unlearn whatever unhealthy, not even unhealthy, but whatever was your mom's mm-hmm. that's now not yours. Mm-hmm. You had to learn that. Mm-hmm. It is a far easier thing to do when your mom isn't Kim Kardashian. Right. 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 And when you're not in the public eye, exactly. trying, to ma- trying to separate yourself from that. And it's like literally headlines, pictures, like your childhood is now like you can't escape that. I right. mean, she, she can't go to France and escape it. She uh-uh. can't go to Japan. No, she can't and go anywhere because they're international. Ugh. The only one that I don't see doing this to this degree with her own children is Courtney. Mm-hmm. She's the only one who seems to kind of, well, she seems to be level-headed in a way that the other two are not. Aren't. Like, Chloe feels like the worst to me. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah, bad Chloe for... Chloe and Kylie, frankly, both are pretty bad. I don't know. They're all bad. I don't... I can't. I don't... <laughs> listen, just... Oh. I just feel terrible for this young child who... And there's a camera Who has crew. to be called a style icon, and she's six. Yeah. Let her be six. I hope... Let them be little. What it, some days you just want to be ugly, man. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, girl. You can go out looking busted, and that's fine. My children at six had messy hair and uncombed hair and schmutz on their faces and holes in their knees. And I, you know, that's who they were that day. And that's okay. It's okay. It's all right, guys. Mm-hmm. What do you got next? Um, I want to, well, this is kind of of a theme, but in a different way. Mm. People Magazine mm. is my D-bag. They've, Here's they've the been D-bagged before. And it's not just people, but I picked on them particularly because I feel like people could do a little better than like us or okay or mm-hmm. hello <laughs> or whatever tabloid trash. E. E. Um, Adele looks almost unrecognizable in waist cinching leopard dress at Oscar's after party. Okay. All right. So interesting, you know, and then you see a picture. And of course, we're all obsessed with Adele's body because I don't know why, because women. Mm-hmm. So then I go to the article and I go, wow, okay. So I'm assuming they want me to see that she has lost a lot of weight, which we've talked about. Mm-hmm. This is the exact same thing that tabloids now do 
Um, usually it's in reverse. Like, let's say Adele put on 100 pounds. Right. There would be a, heart, a headline that says, um, Adele, you know, works on her fitness as she tries to deal with life as it is. And it's like, all they're trying to get me to do is look at a train wreck. Right. Or a car crash. Right. People is trying to pretend that there is value in pictures of Adele's body. Yeah. There is no value. No. Because, or what they're trying to say is, Adele has lost too much weight, or she's lost a lot of weight, and that's newsworthy. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it is newsworthy. It's not. I think in 2020, we've moved beyond the sole purpose for your click is to look at her body. Right. Because that's gross. It is. It's totally gross. Now, if Adele, don't misunderstand me. If Adele came out and said, I lost 100 pounds and I want to tell you what that process was like because it means something for Blobbity Blooby. Mm -hmm. It's a part of something she wants to share. No, this is like, look at Adele's skinny body. And then everybody's going to go, whoa, that's insane. What is she doing? Yeah. She didn't it's ask for that. Clickbait. And there's no, there's nothing more to the story. It's literally just look at her body. Yeah. Which is a, again, that's cheap and it's easy. And I feel like people could do better. Could and, they though? I want to believe that people can do better. So here's the article. Hello, Adele. Like you're worth looking at. Mm -hmm. Now you are. While Adele didn't hit the Oscars red carpet, the powerhouse singer did dazzle on the after party circuit. And they talk about what she was wearing. Quote, a source tells People Magazine. She looked like herself, but also different. Oh. Almost unrecognizable. Mm. I mean, I what are you trying to tell me? Nothing. I know this seems like so obvious. So, people are like, are you really talking about how a tabloid is talking about a woman's body? But I think sometimes it's, uh, well, I it's, think it's important like, to point it out. In 2020, the fact that this is still she happening. A second insider says the megastar looked striking and so tall she had a tiny waist and a beautiful hourglass figure okay really quick i just want to ask a quick question was she what? striking before now no what they're saying was she's fat and dumpy but what i'm asking is uh, from human people which is us was adele striking before hell yes yes she was gorgeous has Adele gained inches in height since she lost weight? No. So who cares? But everyone uh, knows when you lose 100 pounds, your height really stands oh out. Oh, my gosh. I just can't. Because your horizontal space oh. is, you know, able to shine in a way that before it was really just, or excuse me, your vertical spaces are much more able to shine when your horizontals are less. Oh, my gosh. This is the dumbest thing I've ever yeah. seen. Just tell us what you really want to tell us, people. She lost a bunch of weight. Everybody wants to know why. It ain't none of our business. Mm -hmm. Let some trash magazine do that work for you. Do better, people. Well, uh, this is the article I want from People magazine, and it does depend on Adele. Adele going to record some more music so you can listen to her beautiful voice. I mean, that's you, the article I want to read. Yes. And could you imagine Adele picking up this magazine and reading? Because wouldn't you just instantly go, oh, what? Now you have time for my striking beauty? Mm -hmm. Because so I simply weigh 100 pounds less. I'm sorry. I'm so rude. I'm also, did they like, did somebody bring a scale? 
That's my other thing. Whenever there's like a a celebrity weight loss story, there's some sort oh of what? She sat with Nicole Richie and chatted for a while. Remember the whole thing with Nicole Richie being really super skinny? Like, oh look, Adele's now hanging out with skinny people. Oh boy. <laughs> When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, did you see what the Connors did last night on television? Uh, It was really interesting. And I would like to build a case that every single TV show should do this for the remainder of the political season uh, so that we don't have to. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Have our favorite television shows interrupted. We'll tell you about it after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, so the Connors did something very interesting last night on uh, the TV show, The Connors on ABC, that I think other TV shows should take a cue from. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. So I, because I do think that there's a way to do this without making it apolitical or B, disruptive to the storyline of a TV show. Um, what we're talking about is something that the the Connors, the ABC program, yep. did last night. Formerly known as Roseanne. Exactly. Uh, during the New Hampshire primary. They actually did a live show. So that's a unique thing. They did their show live. But they also aired the uh, results of the New, York, New Hampshire primary as they were rolling in in real time as part of the program. Clever. It is really clever because I will tell you last night, my husband and I sat down on the couch after we uh, had sent the kids up to bed and said, we're going to watch This Is Us. And I said, oh, no, we're not going to. Because I looked on Twitter and I saw outrage from local This Is Us viewers who had the rest, like the last six minutes of the show preempted by the New Hampshire um, poll results, primary results. So I said, we're not going to watch it because if we watch the DVR version, we're never going to get the satisfaction of the end. Let's wait till it's streaming and we can watch it in its, its entirety. But what the Connors did, I think, is really smart. And the way that they the way that they uh, wrote it into the the topic is that one of the characters, Mark, who's one of the kids, was watching the results for a school report with his sister Harris, um, who's very apathetic to the process. And so they were watching them live. And you've got to believe I didn't watch it. Now I kind of do want to go back and watch it just to see. Mm-hmm. But you've got to believe that there were some like contingencies written into the. Oh sure, there had to be into right? the yeah into the um the script so that the kids knew how to react and what to do with the information. I just think you know, I, there's got to be a way to to notify people about what they need to be notified about at the time that they need to be notified about it while still being able to watch the entertaining shows that many people have. Yeah, tuned I in mean for. the easiest way would be like you know putting a Chiron. Thing right. at the bottom but you know this is definitely a more creative idea i what's the the way this story crossed my brain was 
I saw that you had put this on the list. And then I remembered, oh, well, this now explains why they had a live commercial during the Oscars for the Connors. Yeah. They did this weird sort of like inception-y, you know, commercial where they're watching themselves on the TV. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly they're watching themselves watching themselves on the TV Mm -hmm. and so on and so on and so on. And they, there was a little throwaway part about how they're going to be watching the returns come in from New Hampshire on Tuesday. And I thought, well, they're just signaling that that's going to be a part of the conversation. Well, no, obviously. It's so obvious it's so now. Obvious. In hindsight, I didn't realize it at the time. Maybe better listeners knew this. But I was like, oh, well, that explains why they even mentioned the primaries in the dumb thing. Because I thought, oh, they're just going to get political. This that that's just an incredibly clever way, right? Um, to do that, and I wonder whose idea that was, because you know, kudos them. No kidding. I just like the idea of uh, I don't know, because it gets so frustrating, and you watch it happen on social media when somebody's favorite program gets interrupted my programs. by my programs, and you know, this is just going to happen more and more and more as we get deeper and deeper and deeper Although, into the election season. Yes, for you, for one particular show. But like, how many of those shows are you going to be watching? I mean, to be fair, yes, yeah. that's oh, true. Somebody's busted into my MacGyver reboot. <laughs> but, you know, there are my CSI f- Portland. But it is. But I also think it actually brings up a broader conversation about, you know, with the 24 hour news cycle and many, many, many different sources from which you can get the news that you need at the time that you need it. Is it necessary to break into uh, regularly scheduled programming. Well, that yeah, that just seems like such a dinosaur. Doesn't it? Because, you know, when I'm watching television, I have my phone right there. I've, you know, it'll buzz when I need to know something. Or I know where to find the news in the commercials where I can surf over to those channels. Um, so I don't know. To me, there's a broader conversation to be had about that, about when is it important to break into programming I get that it's news and I understand why it's important news. I'm not I'm not trying to say well, and that the good it's news not. Is, I mean, you, you kind of answered your own postulation or thought there, because the truth is you guys made a decision knowing that this was an option or this was a possibility and decided to wait and That's watch. True. You know, you had the option like, oh, we're not even going to turn it on and have the experience live because. It'll be available streaming later, and we don't have to worry about the interruption. I think well, that's you know kind of a sign of the time. To be fair, though, I would have been really frustrated had I been actually watching it live, and I didn't know that that was yeah. going to happen, or I had assumed differently. In any case, I we were able to not... Well, I haven't watched it yet, so other people have watched This Is Us, but they probably don't know how it ended. I'm going to just watch it in its entirety tonight, and then I'll be up to speed. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's the It's weird times, y'all. It's just weird times we live in. Him. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071, have you ever had your own pie gate? Yesterday, our pies were taken from the refrigerator oh, and eaten God. by a bunch of hungry beasts. Do you have a story about uh, the shared refrigerator and food being eaten in your office? We're here for it. And maybe we'll have a little special surprise not pies. I'm yeah, sorry no, to tell sadly, you. It's not the pies that someone stole from us. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. We conquer cancer. For the mom to be who is out of treatment options. For the doctor who has a brilliant idea but needs research funding. For the people who faced cancer head on and climbed incredible heights while they were with us. For the children who celebrate the end of chemo. 
We conquer cancer for all who have been touched by it. Conquer Cancer accelerates breakthroughs in research and care for every cancer, every patient, everywhere. Join us at conquer.org. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.